Bum, 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 bum. The 2022-23 NFL season is finally here. So let's dive right in. Go! To Making Waves in NFL Confidence Pool Podcast. I'm your host, Mac. And I'm your host, Bob. And if this is your first season listening in to our Confidence Pool Podcast, we're just going to give you a brief, brief synopsis of what we do here at Making Waves. So basically, Bob and I, best friends for life, basically, yep. are have been entered into a confidence pool league. So what that means is each week we take a look at every single game that is being played in the NFL. We break it down as to who is potentially going to win. And then we also rank them from one to 16. If there's 16 games, one being the least confident in that game that a team is going to win 16 being the most confident that a team is going to win We rank them, we submit them all into a pool, and at the end of each week, the commissioner adds up all the points, and there is a pot of money that goes to the team that wins each week. Of course, for Bob and I, that will be every single week. We'll be winning. Obviously. Well, yeah, obviously. We'll be winning what we like to call the Buco Bucks. So every week we do that, and then at the end of the year, it is also calculated for the most wins overall. So the most correct picks, the most points that we have gotten overall, and that is a huge pot at the end, the Mega Buka Bucks, as we like to call them. And that's pretty much what we do, breaking it down week by week, looking at every single game, analyzing all the injuries, any news, any trades, things of that nature. And we like to have a little fun while we do it as well. Yes, very nicely said. I don't think there's anything else to add other than, yeah, obviously the first set of picks are due in two days, aka the start of the NFL season this Thursday. So we are really excited to dive right back in and just really take take that league by storm and, like Max said, win the Buco Bucks every week and then at the end of the season, win the Mega Buco Bucks as well. Yeah, and along the way, we like to have a couple guests come on. You know, obviously some people are super expert and have a ton of background knowledge in the NFL. Like, you know, last week, last year we, we brought on Paige, super fan, football fanatic. Yep. My wife, Nick, super football fan. All of these people, as you if you can tell from the way we're talking about it, are maybe not the most football savvy, but hey, we love to have them on. Either way. And you know what? I'd say they are getting to be a lot more savvy just from listening into this on a weekly basis. So we hope we can add a little bit of insight and a little bit more color to all these games. And yeah, can't wait to have a lot of great guests on all throughout the season. Absolutely. So if you have not done so yet, please feel free to follow our Instagram, you know, subscribe to all of our podcasts all around wherever you can get your podcasts. Uh, But without further ado, I think it's just time to dive right in. I think it's time to dive right in. Also, don't forget to buy our swag, but that's a conversation for another episode when it is available again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. don't forget to buy our swag, but actually we don't have any available at this current moment. So so don't buy it right now, but we'll tell you when to buy it. Believe me. (laughs) We'll tell you when the swag is available. Yes, we will. Without further ado, week one kicking off, we touched on it very briefly last week, kicking off with the Buffalo Bills traveling to play the Los Angeles Rams, the reigning Super Bowl champs. And this game is going to be incredible start to finish. Highly recommend watching it, whether you're a huge football fan or not. Highly recommend. It's going to be a great game all the way through. We've got some superstars We also have a big uh, storyline there with Von Miller, who was transferred to the Rams last year. He has now been transferred to the Buffalo Bills. He's been traded over there. So he's going to be going back to L.A. to play the team that he won a Super Bowl ring with. There's a lot of other things going on. We've got the 
Rams ceremony prior to the game where they're all going to be awarded with their rings and a big banner is going to drop. And I mean, it's just going to be all about the fact that they're the reigning Super Bowl champs. And then beyond that, I mean, these are just two incredibly good teams. We've got obviously Josh Allen, who's running the Bills offense. He's got some major weapons. Their defense has come a long way. And then on the Rams side, we've got Stafford, my boy, Matty Staff, coming from the Detroit Lions, uh, winning, obviously, the Super Bowl, as I've mentioned a couple of times. He's got a ton of weapons, and they've added even more. Your boy, Allen Robinson, has now been picked up, and he's on their team. So more weapons beyond Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby and some other guys that they've got. Um, it's just, it's just going to be a great, I think, absolute all-out battle the whole way through offensive and defensive so if you couldn't tell by all that I'm saying positive for both teams this is for sure the game that I am least confident in this week I truly believe it's 50-50 could go either way but there's one thing that pushes it over the line for me and that's the fact that it will be home for the Rams coming into the new season, coming off a Super Bowl win. I think momentum's going to carry through. I think they've got a lot to prove to show that they are still a great team to contend with. And that pushed it over the edge for me. I've got Rams. I've got them at one. Okay, so we are starting the season off super strong here with a game that we disagree on. So we are 0% so far in the 2022 season. Uh, but yeah, agree with everything you said completely. I think this could very well be a Super Bowl preview, which is pretty wild for the first game of the NFL season. Uh, so we are absolutely in for a banger of a game um, on Thursday night. Uh, I definitely think it's pretty ironic that there will be one Bill getting a Super Bowl ring, like you said, Von Miller. So that will be pretty exciting for him. And I think that's going to be one of those things that all of his teammates on the sideline are pretty pretty stoked about to see because the Bills do enter the season as the Super Bowl favorites, which is wild to say. Buffalo and uh, Bills Mafia, shout out to you. But yeah, I have the Bills winning this game. I also do have them at one or this game at one. So I agree with you there. I think this is going to be the best and closest game of the week. So couldn't be a better Thursday and NFL um, season opening game. But yeah, I just think Josh Allen, Gabriel Davis coming off an incredible um, division round game against the Chiefs where he scored like, I think it was three or four touchdowns and that was like such a crazy back and forth game. Stephon Diggs is healthy um, and Josh Allen, I think enters as the MVP front runner. So yes, it's in LA. Yes, they're going to get their rings. Uh, but I think the Bills are the team to beat, and I think they're going to prove it in a really, really close game. So that is why I have the Bills at one. So we are going to have to talk off air and let the fans know which we end up going with <coughs> Bills for this first game. Yeah, we will definitely let you guys know next week who we ended up going with. But, I mean, one last final little rebuttal here, I guess, is that yeah, it's not even really a rebuttal, but I think the Bills just have a lot to prove. In the past, people have said they were they were the Super Bowl winners right from the jump. I believe last year there was a lot of hype surrounding them. So it really is going to kind of come down to them if they can come out of the gate. Um, and then also a little nugget that I had heard on a separate podcast is that McVeigh is basically, I think he's undefeated the first game of the season. So um, I would have to confirm that that is fully accurate. But if he's not, if he's not completely undefeated, he wins a majority of the first game of the season. He comes out hot every single year. So I think that's just going to continue this year. Whoa! First nugget of the season. I wish it could have been me saying it. Man, you always have to get the last word in there, don't you? <laughs> I guess I don't know if I could count it as a nugget because I can't remember the exact statistic. I'd say that's a nugget. But I'd still say it's a nugget. I did hear that it's at the very least, more often than not, he wins the first game of the season. And Interesting I want to say stat. they said it was undefeated. I'm going to look okay. that up. <laughs> it's not quite one of your patented like golden nuggets yet, but the first nugget of the season, nonetheless. So we'll take it. We will oh, yeah. take it. And I'm going to fact check that for sure. Oh, I'm going to fact check it probably during this podcast. So <laughs> just stand by. Stand by, folks. Stand by, but moving right along, let's head to Sunday, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a huge slate of games here, so 
if Bob and I agree on any games, we'll probably try to keep it pretty short just because we do have some games that we know we disagree on. So kicking it right off, Bob, you've got the Saints at Falcons. What you got for them? Yes, and just looking at this slate of 12 uh, Central Time games, obviously one Eastern, uh, just gets me so excited because I know I'm going to be in my Justin Fields jersey. I am going to have my booty parked on the couch with the red zone on, the Bears game on, and I just literally am counting down the hours until the um, week is kicked off at Sunday or on Sunday at noon. But yeah, for the first game, we got the Saints at the Falcons. For me, this was a pretty easy choice. Um, I know I said it last week during the podcast, but I think the Falcons are, on paper, the worst team in the NFL. I think they just lack a lot of talent. Obviously, they have Pitts, um, their best wide receiver. Ridley's out for the season. They lost Matt Ryan. Uh, Mariota is an okay quarterback, but he is not a great guy to have as your starting quarterback. So I think, um, even though this game is in Hotlanta, I think the Saints, um, they've got can't guard me, Mike uh, Mike Thomas coming back this season, who was the best receiver in the NFL two years ago. Uh, Jameis, famous Jameis, has a lot to prove this upcoming season. And the Saints, yeah, they have a new head coach, no more Sean Payton, no more Drew Brees, so a lot of things are kind of going to look different for New Orleans this season. But that defense is, on paper, one of the, the uh, highest-ranked defenses in the league. They've got enough weapons. they got um, Landry coming over from Cleveland. They just drafted... Uh, Olave out of Ohio State. Shout out my buddy Kev, big Buckeye guy. Um, so yeah, with all those factors combined, on top of the fact that the Falcons are going to absolutely stink this season, I have the Saints. I have them winning pretty comfortably. So that's why I have them at a dozen in this first game of the 12 o'clock slate. So yeah, I got Saints and I got them at 12. All right. We are basically the exact same there. I have the Saints and I have them at 13. So that'll Boom. be an easy one. Boom. Our first disagreement and our first agreement. <laughs> Heck yeah. And what I'm doing, just to give the fans a little bit of context, uh, I have all my selections with my confidence written on the right, and then I'm writing Max on the right of that. So then after this, obviously, we'll talk about which we have the same, and then this is how we're going to ultimately decide our final decisions and then those confidences. So Saints, going to be pretty easy. It's going to be 12 or 13. Look at that. All right. I like it. Uh, next up, we have a pretty easy game, in my opinion. The San Francisco 49ers. Excuse me? <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers traveling to take on the Chicago Bears in your very own Windy City. And, yeah, I apologize for saying that, but I kind of have to be honest here. This feels like this really could be. I feel like the 49ers, the 49ers are most likely going back to the playoffs this year. I, I truly believe they're going to. They've got a stacked defense. They've got a really good offense. They re-signed Eagle Samuel, finally got him there. Hopefully there's no bad blood. Not really sure what all happened with that. Uh, but they were able to re-sign him. And now they're coming out with the fresh new quarterback, Trey Lance. I, I don't know. I think all that Jimmy G stuff is behind them. I really think they're going to try to roll with it. I'm hoping it was a little PR stunt trying to pretend like they weren't sure who they're going to go with. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're going to come out guns a blazing. I truly do believe the 49ers are going to win this game. I, I apologize. I know we've got some Bears fans that listen to this podcast. I, I think the Bears have some potential. Definitely Justin Fields has the potential to grow into a great quarterback, but Right now, he doesn't have an O-line that's protecting him. I don't, who's he going to throw to? Mooney? Yeah, maybe Mooney, some. Mooney, The whole I'll, time? I'll save my uh, little little shot back here until after you're done. So the floor is yours. The floor is yours. Okay. All right. All right. That's fair. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's got Mooney. <laughs> that's, that's all I can really think of, to be completely honest. So I don't know. I apologize. Not really apologizing. Uh, I got 49ers here, and I got them at 12. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, first off, apology not accepted. Um, shout out to Nick and all my other Bears fans that I know are going to be weekly listeners of this podcast. I got your guys' backs, and I'm going to prove that right now. So, obviously, we want to win our confidence pool, pick em league, week in and week out. So, yes, being a, you know, being a realistic fan, I do think the Niners are going to win this game, unfortunately. Do I think it's going to be a good game? Absolutely. Do I think we should have this at double digits? Absolutely not. The Bears have a great offensive line, 
it's a top 15 offensive line, which a lot of people don't understand. I will come prepared next week to give some some rankings about how great we did in the pass uh, protection um, this what, upcoming in, what, Sunday. What, in preseason with your with your No, no, no. I'm gonna come back with, no, I'm going to come back with stats about how we did it this week. Thank you very little. But, yeah, the Niners, they have a little bit of QB controversy, as Mac alluded to, first alluded to of the season. Whoop, whoop. So, yeah, I do think it was a little bit of a PR stunt. I think Trey Lance is the guy. I think he's been the guy. But this is in the Windy City. This is in my city. Justin Fields is going to have an unbelievable sophomore season. I think all of the unbelievable responses that we got to our Instagram post the other day, we got dozens of them, hundreds of responses. A lot of people saying that Justin Fields is going to be the guy. Uh, And, yeah, Mooney, I mean, he's a number one. He's a bona fide number one receiver. And I don't want to go into too much depth. I know I got a lot of – a lot of slack, a lot of hate about how much time I took up on the Bears last season. I'm not going to do that this season unless it's my game, which, strange enough, I feel like you always get the Bears for your game. So funny how that works. But without further ado, I do think that I'm just going to win this game. I think it's going to be a one-possession game, but there's a lot of close games this Sunday. So I have the Niners, and I have them at eight. So we'll have to do a little bit of negotiating uh, see, that was pretty realistic. You were expecting I, me to say like two to four, I think. I was absolutely expecting you to say like two. Um, so I at least appreciate the effort there. I thought that was very respectful of you. Yes. And I love how you say you're not going to take much time on the Bears as you talk for five minutes about the Hey, Bears. that was only a couple, and now I rest my case, and I can't wait to come just guns a blazing and just talking about how the Bears won that game. But All without right. further ado, um, I guess we'll have to we'll talk see. offline. I guess we'll see you on that one. Next game up here, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers at Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, the Steelers with their recently named QB1 Mitch Trubisky under reigns. Congrats, Mitch. Everybody here in the Making Waves production is so proud of you. It is so well-deserved, and what a long road to get back to being a starter in the National Football League. But you deserve it, and we are all going to be rooting for you big time. Um, One more shout-out, Nick, there. But, uh, yeah, Steelers-Bengals, obviously a lot of different things um, kind of jump into the headlines. Obviously, Haskins passing away in the offseason, um, which was one of the the sadder, if not the saddest, headline of the offseason. So I think the Steelers are definitely going to have his number on the jersey all year long, um, as they should. And I think that's going to be a little extra motivation for them uh, playing for their their lost brother. This is in Cincinnati. Obviously, Cincinnati's coming off a shocking AFC championship season um, and almost winning the Super Bowl. So like we were talking about last year, targets are now on Cincinnati's back, and I don't think they're used to that position. Um, I do think the Bengals are going to win this game. They are definitely going to be out to prove that it was not a fluke in the 2021-2022 season. So um, Trubisky does have some weapons. He lost Juju to the Chiefs. He does have Najee in his sophomore season. I think he's going to have a huge season. And he does have Deontay Johnson, who is still kind of battling some on and off injuries. Uh, the Bengals, I think they might have the best wide receiving core in the NFL with, uh, obviously, Jamar. They got hit or um, they got uh, Boyd. And then who's the other one I'm, I'm missing? Not not Higby. Higgins. You were about to Higgins. say Higgins. Yes, Higgins. I, I keep wanting to say Higby. But, yeah, Higgins. And then, obviously, Mixon is a great RB1. So, I think the Bengals are going to win this. This might be a little high, so I'm definitely looking forward to, to hearing what you have to say about this one. But I have the Bengals, and I have them at nine. So, we'll see. No, actually, I have them higher. Uh, I agree with the Bengals. I have them at 10. I have them in double digits. Okay. So we, so far, are pretty close. But, yeah, Joey B, don't let us down. Don't let us down, Joey B. And also, before I move on to the next game, I would just like to say I did confirm that nugget that Sean McVay is undefeated the first game of the season uh, with the Rams. (laughs) So I just – you're welcome. <laughs> okay, folks. Wow. So we have our first confirmed nugget of the season. Mac, no research, Mac. Still throwing out nuggets. Very impressive. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So you should trust me, right? That the 49ers are going to beat the Bears at 12? Oh, <laughs> oh let's not go that far. Let's not get we're, crazy. We're not no, going back into that. Now we're back in it. Now we're back in it. <laughs> no, we're not going back there. We're moving forward. Eagles, Lions, Sunday, 1 p.m. I am so stoked for this game. Clearly, if you can't see, I got my Lions swag on, my new Lions swag that Nick bought me. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. But, yes, I am super pumped for this game. I'm so glad that football is back, baby, as Bob likes to say. 
And I'm just ready to see what the Lions come out with, honestly. I know there's a lot of hype in the offseason. Obviously, they are the stars of hard knocks this year in the in the preseason. There's just a lot of hype surrounding them that they're making a lot of moves and trying to just make changes forward. I'm not saying we're a Super Bowl team. I'm not saying anything like that. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Hey, hey, my brakes are pumped. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying I am excited to see some improvement from them, which I truly believe will happen this year. That's fair. It's cool cool to see some people kind of rally around them a bit. I'm not going to lie. It's cool to see some people getting excited for the Lions. But with all of that said, I do have to be realistic. The Eagles, I definitely believe, are a playoff team this year. They've been making moves. Clearly, their head coach and all the people all the way up in their organization have been just like dreaming about all the ways to succeed for the Eagles because the amount of moves that they have been making show that they want to win and they want to win right now. And I think, unfortunately, they are going to win. Uh, I'm hopeful that the Lions are going to give them a run for their money. I still think there is a lot to figure out. You know, with new pieces comes, you got to try to learn new playbooks and, and try to get some things working. But I do have the Eagles winning, and I have them winning at eight. Okay. Wow. Very honest. Look at us both going against our squads at eight. So I'd say that's very honorable of us to show our fans that we really – we're, we're biased to a certain ex- extent and degree, but we want to make sure that we're giving the best relevant information to our fans, our making waivers, our wave makers. Is that the name for our fans, wave makers? Yeah, sure. It can be. It's also the name for the player that does the best the week before, but we could also be wave makers <laughs> for our fans. Okay, I like that. I like that. So we'll talk about that off air as well. But yeah, all jokes aside, I know I love to to uh, rag on the Lions. You love to rag on the Bear. That's kind of, you know, that's kind of the way we are. Um, but I think you make some great points. I do think there's a lot to be excited about in Detroit. And yeah, I think the Eagles, I think you've said it perfectly. I think that they are built to win and they're built to win now. One more shout out to Big T. I love that we give give Tyree shout outs every week. Does he listen? I don't know, but we love giving him shout outs. Um, so, so to not take up too much time, I agree. I think it might be a closer game than people think. So shout out to all my Lions fans, friends that listen to this podcast. Um, are you wow. going to beat the Bears this year? No. Are you going to beat the Eagles? No. But you're going to have a better season. So I have Eagles, and I have them at 10. So pretty pretty similar. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I like it. Uh, well, I don't like that the Eagles are going to win, that you have you them like that. It. But, but I like that we're at least somewhat close. <laughs> yes. We're we're still and, keeping the uh, – keeping the, the what do you call it? We're not we're not hitting it where it hurts yet. We're not we're not really pressing the what, what did we I, say last year? I have no what idea what you're trying to trying we're to down our, We're keeping our weapons at bay right now. We, what do we always say when we're like ripping at each other's teams? I have no clue. <laughs> I, what I'm trying to say is we're being respectful here week one, and I'm sure it'll get a little less as we head throughout the season. Okay, sounds good. I'm sure it will, especially when our when our boys play each other. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I believe you have the next game up here. We have the New England Patriots at Miami Dolphins. Yes, we do. The Patriots at the New Look Dolphins. And, yeah, I feel like these games where it's a couple division foes playing each other week one are a little bit more – I don't know. I think these games are a little bit more exciting because, obviously, week one means a lot. All these teams are trying to, you know, get their footing – in the league about, you know, whether they're going to be contenders or pretenders and especially wanting to get a good uh, start in your own division. So this is a very important game uh, for both teams. I think the Patriots, I don't know. I really don't know what to think about the Patriots. Obviously they've got the goat coach with Belichick. So no matter who they have in the field, they're always going to be at least competitive. They just don't have a lot of like, I'm in like five different fantasy leagues this year and I don't feel like I've picked any Patriots in any of my drafts because they don't have a lot of playmakers. They have, like, Damien Harris, like, not a very attractive RB1. They've got, like, Jacoby Myers. Um, and, and I guess, um, who's their who's their tight end? Oh, Hunter Henry, who's, like, a decent pass catcher. And then Matt Jones, great name. Not, like, a superstar quarterback yet, though. So they just don't have a lot of great pieces on offense. On defense, it's a really good unit. Matt Judon, Grand Valley State graduate. Shout out, Matt. Go Lakers. Laker up. Love him. And I think they have a great defense. 
On the other end, the Dolphins are kind of the opposite. They have all these flashy names, Jalen Waddell, obviously the addition of Tyreek Hill. Tua, this is like his make-or-break year, um, Jasicki at tight end, and then their defense was a top-seven defense last year. No research, just off the dome. Boom, chicka, boom, boom. But I think the Dolphins are going to win this game. They have a ton of expectations. This is in Miami. It's going to be hot, hot, hot. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the Dolphins are going to win, and that's why I have the Dolphins at Cinco Five. Okay. Another very similar one. I have them just one point higher at six for all of those reasons that you said. Look at us. Okay, well, love it. At us. I definitely think we're going to agree with this next game here, and I'm guessing we're going to agree pretty high. Uh, we have the Baltimore Ravens at New York Jets, and for me, this was another pretty much a no-brainer. Um, the Ravens just have a lot that's going on for them. They obviously have Lamar, huge household name. Kids look up to him. It's he's he's a great NFL player. His scrambling ability, everything that he's got going for him. They did trade away Marquise Brown to the Arizona Cardinals in the offseason, which I know was a bummer for him. It sounded like they were good friends. Uh, he didn't really know it was coming. But beyond that, I mean, they still have other guys that he's going to be able to throw to. I think Rashad Bateman's going to have a great year this year. And then also their defense is stellar. They have a great secondary. Um, I, I see no problem that they're going to beat the Jets this weekend. So I've got them at 14 and don't really feel like I need to dive too much further into that one. Yep. I think this is perfect. Um, I'm not going to dive into anything on this one because I also had Ravens and I have them at 14. Boom. Bingo, bango, bongo. Our very first uh, exact, exactly the same, right? First of many. First of the season. Ding, ding, ding. First, first of many. I think, well, actually, I'm curious to see if we agree on this next one in terms of confidence levels. Uh, but we have the Jacksonville Jaguars visiting the Washington Commanders. I feel like this is a classic, like, this is like a trap game because... The Jags have so many question marks between Lord Farquaad, obviously, a.k.a. Lauren. Sorry, Trevor, <laughs> I know you listen to the show. I know you told me you didn't like the nickname, but too dang bad. I'm going to be calling you that all year. Uh, ETN's finally healthy. I think he's going to be a great piece. And Robinson, I just read yesterday that he's healthy. So they're going to have a really good two-headed monster in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they don't have too many great options to pass to for Lawrence. They've got a couple, but uh, I know they just traded DJ Chark do, 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 to your boys, so they lost him. <laughs> gotta so, love yeah, him. Gotta love him. Gotta love him. So yeah, that's going to be a question mark how they do. In the Commanders, they just recently got Carson Wentz, his third team in three years. Um, they got McLaurin. They've got a really, really good defense. They got Gibson um, as their number one guy who's also on one of my fantasy squads, so come on, Gibson. But yeah, I really am nervous about this because I have this pretty high, and I hope it's not too high. It's in Washington. The Jags, they've screwed us a couple times, so I'm looking forward to hearing where you have this. I have Commanders. This scares me a lot, but I have them at double one. I have them at 11. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) No. I definitely have them a lot lower than you do because you said – the thing that you said, and I was on mute just to so you didn't have to hear all my background noise, but you said this is a trap game. And immediately I was like, mm-hmm. Like, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Because this is, I truly believe this is a trap game. I, I couldn't agree more because we don't really know what's going to come out of Jacksonville this year. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he could have a way better year under new coaching. Um, I, I think that they have potential to potential. Like potential to potential, <laughs> potential to potentially is what I was about to say. <laughs> I think I like they that. have potential to step up a bit more this year. I don't know if it'll happen, but that's the hard part about week one is we don't really don't know who's going to show up and who's going to do what people are thinking they could or could not do. Uh, week one is kind of a crapshoot in that way. So same with Washington. They're struggling a little bit uh, here and there with just their different things with Brian Robinson. I know he was expected to be a breakout running back, and now they're relying on Gibson. And I, I think he's great, but he showed flashes of not so great as well. So it's just hard to know what's going to happen. That's why I have them at five, a lot lower than you. Uh-oh, our biggest discrepancy by far, but 
I mean, I, th- I feel like I almost kind of talked myself into it. I said it was a trap game, and then I went ahead and said 11. So I'm sure, just so the fans know, I'm going to be really uh, giving up a lot of points on this one because the more I think about it, 11 is kind of crazy. So we'll uh, we'll probably really lower that one for my end. It's also hard. It's hard to rank games that are not necessarily the most exciting as lower confidence levels uh, yeah. because – we usually like to save like the really good potential games like Bills Rams for the lowest ones in these really good high flying games that could go either way. But sometimes even not so great teams could go either way. Um, so that's yeah. it's hard to hard to rank them that low. But I'm sure we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We will talk about it. Uh, next up, we have the Cleveland Browns at Carolina Panthers. And this is another exciting one with lots of headlines, obviously the biggest of which being that Baker Mayfield is going to be playing his former team for the very first game on this new team as a Panther. Um, And this is going to be, I guess, kind of exciting to see what happens, but also maybe not so exciting because it's hard to believe that the Browns are going to be able to do a ton um, they don't have Deshaun Watson, who they traded all this stuff to get. Um, they're not going to have him for a little while. So I believe that the Carolina Panthers are basically going to do what Baker said and uh, bleep them up this weekend, <laughs> um, especially if Christian McCaffrey stays healthy. I feel like that's a great little duo there because, to be completely honest, Baker is, even though he's not necessarily the best quarterback I've ever seen he is probably the best quarterback that the Panthers have had in a long time. So I think DJ Moore is going to flourish under that. He's had great a thousand plus yard receiving years for under Sam Darnold and all these other people who are not great quarterbacks. And Baker's a step above those, even though he might not be the flashiest. So I could really see the Panthers doing a much better job than what people expect, especially if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy. Um, If you ask Nick, she would tell you that there's no way he will, but who knows? We'll see. So I've got the Panthers, and I've got them at nine. Oh, my gosh. Okay, another huge discrepancy. So we were really, really jiving there for a couple of games, and now so much – or not not so much anymore. But uh, I agree with who's going to win. I've got the Panthers. I just feel like the Browns – and Jacoby Brissett is the backup. He's not a bad backup. He has had a lot of seasons where he started and done pretty well. I think he would have done better – in Indianapolis as a starter than Wentz would have done last year. So he's kind of been bouncing around, but he is a pretty, pretty uh, usable backup. And the Browns do have a really good defense with Garrett, um, Clowney, and then they still have uh, a pretty solid receiving core as well. Um, I know they just got Amari Cooper in the offseason from Dallas as well. So, yeah, I think this game's going to be – this is another one of those games I have no idea what to expect from the Panthers. I don't know how Baker's going to match that offense. You did a pretty good job of explaining uh, some good reasons why they will win. But, yeah, I have the Panthers. I had them at three. So, I, oh. in my head, think it's going to be a little closer. But, okay. once again, I guess we'll just have to talk off air and, and decide on that one. All right. Yeah, no, that sounds good. I mean, you make good points. Jacoby Brissett is nothing to, like, laugh at or anything like that. But I just I just imagine all the stuff surrounding that. I mean, they're going to come out and those like coaches and I bet the GMs are telling them like for the Browns, you need to win. Otherwise we look like fools for letting go of Baker basically. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure there will be a lot there. I just imagine it, I guess it depends really on the locker room situation. If the Panthers are behind Baker to this point, I believe that they could like really show up for him to in support for him. So I don't know. It's hard to see. I agree. Uh, that actually makes me, lean a little lower. So yeah, good arguments there. Thank you. Yeah, it's not a problem. Uh, The last game we have for the one o'clock slate of games is another somewhat no-brainer. I hope you agree. Uh, The Indianapolis Colts at Houston Texans. Yeah, so I think I am going to have to agree. Sorry, Houston. Once again, we have a problem per usual. This one's easy. I'm not going to take up too much time on this because this is my highest ranked game of the week. I had this one at 16. So I have the Texans and Davis Mills beating the Colts with a confidence of 16 points. Bing, bing, bing. We have another winner, because I also have the oh, Colts. Sorry, I was being oh. sarcastic. I, I said I had Houston and, and Mills. I don't know oh. if you were <laughs> so, Sorry, yes. that 
that went right over my head. I thought, wait, you said Houston, we have a problem. I know, but then I said that I have Davis Mills and the Texans beating the Colts at a confidence of 16. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, okay, well, bing, 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 16 for the Colts, because I know you're lying. I am lying. Colts are going to roll. Matt Ryan's going to match really well in that offense. I think Taylor's going to have like 150 and two tutties. So for all you fantasy owners that nabbed him at number one, I think you're going to be very happy after this week. So yeah, Colts, 16 for both of us. Easy peasy. No, but actually I have Texans at 16. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> Sorry about that. Don't worry, everybody. We'll clean it up. This is still the first week. We've got some cleaning up to do for our future weeks. Just a little bit. We'll get better. Just just stick we'll with us. We'll get better. Yeah, hang tight. Hang tight. Uh, that's it for the 1 o'clock slate of games. We've got a few more starting Sunday at 4.25 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But before we jump right into the afternoon slate of games, it is time for everyone's favorite word from our sponsors. <sighs> Should have been prepared for this one. All right, so this first confidence pool ranking episode of the 2022-2023 season is brought to you by AccuWeather Forecast, bringing you all the live Doppler radar and forecasts for all 16 NFL season games. Is it going to be rainy? Is it going to be sunny? It'll help you make your picks if you know the weather. Go to AccuWeather.com, available online or as an app. Android and iPhones available. Wow. That was actually a very good advertisement. Thank you. My hands are sweaty again because I got so nervous there, but I feel pretty good about that one. You're so good at those. Whenever it's mine, yeah. I'm like. <laughs> well, you better start thinking because uh, I have a feeling that you'll be given one here in a couple minutes as well. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, there's no way I can compete with that because AccuWeather, man, coming out with all the stops. Great singing. They, they must have hired a professional singer for that one. Yeah, that was that was my double there that uh, that did that. So that wasn't really me, but your stunt double. Well, he did a, he did a wonderful yeah. job. <laughs> I'll make sure that uh, you really like to sing your voice. So thank you for that. I'll, yeah, I'll make no, sure very to, good, oh. very good. <laughs> All right, AccuWeather. We'll see. We got to check it out for this uh, Sunday afternoon slate of games because who knows? Maybe it could affect some of these outcomes. Yes, uh, but it could. first, it could. It absolutely could. But first up. We have the New York football giants taking on the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. And I just got to give an apology first and foremost to the Colorado G-Men. I'm assuming G-Men stands for giants. I don't fully know, but (laughs) I know that Eli is part of the G-Men and he's a Giants fan. So apologize, Eli. Don't want to go too, too far into this one. But I do believe that the Titans are going to win. I think people kind of jumped off the bandwagon a bit at the end of last year because things went haywire after Henry got hurt. Uh, But he's back. He's healthy. I just definitely see the Titans, even though they lost some pieces, I I can still see them stringing together a good bit of wins, uh, potentially playoff, playoff material. We'll see what happens with their quarterback situation. But now there's more competition, so maybe that'll – Light a fire under Tannehill's bum. Who knows? Uh, but either way, I've got Titans this weekend, and I've got them at 11. Oh, okay. Yep, sorry. Uh, even more so of an apology uh, to the Colorado G-Men in that case because, yeah, Titans were the number one seed in the AFC. Obviously, they lost their first playoff game, but all they lost was A.J. Brown. Big piece, but they got Robert Woods. That's going to be an awesome offense. Without further ado, I got the Titans, and I got them at 15, so – yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, Eli, sorry, G-Men, but you guys are not going to go into Nashville and win this weekend. Yep, sorry, G-Men. Uh, I think I only put them at that just because there were other ones that were also easy, so we can definitely talk about those. No worries yep. either way. Uh, this next one, I know we disagree on. We have the bleh, Green Bay Packers taking bleh. on bleh, taking on the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. What you got? Yeah, another one of those interdivisional games to start the season a little bit more on the line. For me and you and all Bears and Lions fans, this is a win-win, to be honest, because one of our division foes is for sure going to be 0-1 after this week, which never a bad thing. Um, hopefully we're looking down at them in the standings with a couple wins. Um, but yeah, this one hurts because, as I've said so many times, this is all about honesty and just really saying what I think is going to happen. 
all biases aside, obviously I'd love the team from up north in Green Bay to go 0-17 this NFL season. Unfortunately, they have a guy um, under center. He made you psychedelics, but he is a very good quarterback and the reigning two-time MVP champion. Um, he, should, he who shall not be named. I will not say his name on this podcast all season, and that is a promise. But number 12, I mean, the Vikings have so many good pieces. Their offense is, in my opinion, could be the best in the league. They've got Dalvin. They've got Kurt, uh, Captain Kurt, go green, go white. Um, and he slowly and quietly has been racking up a couple of the, couple of the best statistical seasons. I know you love to talk about him last season in comparison to Mahomes, which I thought was funny, but he did have some better stats than Patty. And then obviously Thielen, Jay Jeff, uh, they just have Irv Smith at tight end. I, I picked him in one of my, my leagues a couple of days ago. So yeah, I just think that Vikings team is going to be really good, but the Packers, they have a great defense. They've got number 12. I think it's going to be a really close game. So that's why I have this pretty low, but I do have that dang team from up North, the, Chiefs Packers winning this game in Minnesota, and I have them at a confidence level of four. Great points there. Uh, very interesting. Um, I would just like to offer a quick little rebuttal, if I may, as to why I have the Minnesota Vikings winning this game. So, obviously, this game is in Minnesota, and I think it's pretty easy to often assume that Green Bay is, unfortunately, hate to say it, kind of the uh, leaders in the NFC North. Uh, they definitely take both of our boys down quite a bit. <laughs> I hate to say it. But if I was going back and looking at the rankings last year, uh, if I'm being completely honest, I was quite biased when we were doing the NFC North rankings. If I was being totally truthful and transparent, I would have had the Vikings at 2 possibly even one, uh, but I put them at fourth just to give our boys boys a chance. But I actually think the Vikings have a chance to kind of propel themselves forward this year. They've always been an on-the-cusp sort of team, winning enough games to possibly barely make it into the playoffs or possibly barely be edged out of the playoffs. Um, they've always been just right on the cusp. But this year, they have a brand-new coach. His name is Kevin O'Connell. He was the offensive coordinator for the L.A. Rams. And what? I was just saying, research, research, research. No, that's actually, I just know that. <laughs> okay, well, that's impressive because I had no idea what that guy's name is. So, once again, <laughs> hey, I'm so sorry. No, I uh, actually just know that. <laughs> um, well, nicely done. all my other podcast listening comes into, into play. Nicely done. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. So, yes, his name is Kevin O'Connell. He was the offensive coordinator for the L.A. Rams. And I think if you looked at him and what he did with Matthew Stafford last year, obviously Matthew Stafford was is near dear to my heart. He was a quarterback for the Detroit Lions. Um, he unfortunately never got over the hump of becoming a great quarterback from a good quarterback. But when he went to L.A. under Kevin O'Connell, under that direction, he was able to turn into a great quarterback. And I think Kirk Cousins has the potential to become a great quarterback he just needs a push in the right direction. They've always been just right at that 50-50 level. So I could see this new pairing being really positive for the Vikings. Not to mention, they just have an insane amount of weapons. I mean, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson alone would be incredible. But beyond that, they've also got their backup running back, which I would take as my starting running back, Alexander Madison. I mean, they've got enough weapons where I could definitely see them taking a leap forward. And then on the other end, the Packers have gotten rid of a lot of their weapons. They still have he who should not be named. But beyond that, I mean, who's he, he's going to throw to Lazard, the rookie that people are talking about, Dubes, Romeo Dubes or Romeo Dobbs. I don't know how to pronounce it. Don't know who that is. Yeah, he's a rookie. I don't know. People were excited about him, but... We'll see what happens. I mean, Aaron Jones definitely. I think he's gonna he's gonna have a great year because Rodgers is probably just gonna be dumping off to him. But ultimately, I just could see the Vikings really taking a leap forward, leaps and bounds. I'm hopeful that they do because I like them more than I like the Packers. So I've got the Vikings winning this weekend at home. Oh, and one more nugget that I was gonna share. This is oh. also off the dome. Is that Kirk Cousins? It's it's easy to believe that um, Rodgers owns all of the league. But Kirk Cousins is actually over 500 against Rodgers. So he's won, I think it's four and three 
or five and four. He's won more than he's lost to Rodgers. So another nugget. That is a nugget. Gonna, that is a nugget. I think he's going to win this weekend. I've got Vikings at two. Vikings at two. Wow. Well, hope you're hungry making waivers. Wrong. Because that is two two nuggets from Mac and zero for me. So that's a good one. I didn't know that stat. That is very interesting there at home. And I didn't know about that new offensive coordinator who kind of just transformed Matt last year in L.A. So definitely some pretty scrumptious nuggets there and some things to talk about off air. Absolutely. And I hope you came hungry because we're just flying the nuggets today. You got, I hope you got some nuggets for this next game. Oh, wait. No, this next game is mine. We've I, got saying, the, I don't. <laughs> I don't either. So we'll see what happens. But we've got the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Arizona Cardinals. This was also a tricky one for me. I think the Cardinals are going to be another solid team this year. Last year around this time, people were buzzing about them, that they were going to be just absolutely incredible. And I know they kind of came up short for some of those expectations. But I do believe that they are still going to have a pretty solid year this year. Kyler Murray, great quarterback. He's going to be able to put some things together. He's now reunited with Marquise Brown. Um, which I know they played together. I believe it was in college. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that you are correct. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So they played together before, have got some some pieces there. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for a little bit for using performance-enhancing drugs. But even without him, I mean, to be honest, he was kind of aging out a little bit. Uh, Whoa. I sorry, like, John. Sorry, <laughs> DeAndre. I, sorry, DeAndre. I know he's listening in. Man, he's going to be offended. Maybe not. I, I mean, he still is great. He's great. But I don't know. I didn't hear him much, hear much about him last year. But either way, Cardinals are going to do a great job. But the Chiefs, I am kind of contradicting myself from last year or last week when I was talking about them. But I think that they still have the potential. It's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. So I've got the Chiefs, and I've got them at seven, actually. Bing, 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 bing. Another perfect match. I also really? have, yes, I also have Mahomes and the Chiefs going into Arizona and beating the Cardinals um, with a confidence of seven. Um, I think without Hopkins till week seven, like you said, and the Chiefs, they got, obviously they lost Tyreek, but they got Juju. Love that name, Juju. All-time name. Um, but yeah, to save some time, I had Chiefs in another spot on at seven. So for those fans who are keeping track, that is three perfect on-the-dot choices so far. So that's pretty dang good for week one. That is pretty dang good for week let's one. Make it, let's make it six in a row, or six for the week after these next okay. three. Okay, I don't know if we can, because I feel like maybe we've said some of these numbers already, but we'll we'll wait and see. I, I don't know, because I haven't been keeping track of yours, but... You're up next with your analysis of the Raiders heading on to LA to play the Chajas. Man, all the all the making waivers love when Matt goes Raiders. That's got to be the number one number one thing um, week to week that people are looking forward to. So just got to keep that rolling. And I think every week you should elongate it like by two seconds. So by the time we get to the end of the season, you're holding it for like 30 seconds. But okay. we can uh, we can talk off air about that. Perfect. Yeah, that sounds good. So I think other than the game and a couple nice Bills Rams, this is going to be the second best game of the entire weekend. This is the game, for people who remember, was the Sunday night game of week 17 last season. And the winner out of this game got into the playoffs. The loser didn't. Raiders won in an absolute classic I believe it was in overtime a last second field goal when it was almost a tie to knock the Steelers out of playoff contention it was craziness but last time these two played it was for a playoff spot and obviously this is an interdivisional matchup Mac had the Raiders at two in her rankings um last week I had the Raiders at three we both had the Chargers at one so I think these are these two teams are going to be going back and forth all week as Mac alluded to second alluded to of the episode this is in Los Angeles and, yeah, I think that is going to be maybe the difference in a really close game. I think Justin Herbert is going to be the MVP of the league, as I said last week. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for Carr and um, Devontae to get back on that same page that they were at back in college a couple years ago. And I think between uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Eckler and all those weapons – 
I think the Chargers are a Super Bowl contender for sure. And in a very close game, I think the fact that they're at home with all those high expectations is going to be the difference. So I have the Chargers, and I have them at a confidence level of two. Okay. Uh, We unfortunately did not go six of six or whatever you were trying to get. Because I have the, I also have the Chargers, but I have them a little bit higher. I have them at four. Okay, four. So not too far off. So we're pretty close, other than a couple games. So not too shady. Yeah, not bad at all. We definitely have quite a few that we we are going to be able to. It's going to be able to. Am I okay? It's going to be easy to figure out offline. <laughs> yes, I. Completely agree. Are you okay? I don't know if I'm okay. Hey, it's basically a Monday because it's we, Tuesday after a long weekend. We're recording absolutely. on Tuesday this week, so I'm not no. okay, but it's fine. Everybody's struggle busing the day after a long weekend. We were both, you know, doing a lot of things this weekend, so it makes sense. And I think we're just so excited for football, it's just hard to say what we're trying to say sometimes. Exactly. I'm just getting ahead of myself because I'm so pumped for the season exactly. to start. And I'm also really pumped for a Sunday night football game and the first one of the season starts Sunday night at 8 20 p.m eastern standard time it is the buccaneers taking on the cowboys and I'm gonna be honest I went back and forth on this one a little bit I think that the both teams have the potential to do really well I think that both teams also have some things that they need to figure out in order to truly succeed. Um, I'm sure everybody has heard about the stuff going on with Tom Brady. He took a leave of absence. They don't really know why. I'm sure people don't really question it because he is Tom Brady. But I could just imagine that if I was a player on that team and the quarterback, my quarterback, took all this time off and isn't really giving any sort of explanation as to why. Well, I'm over here working, putting in everything that I have day in and day out. I'd be a little upset. I don't know if that's happening in the locker room there, uh, but I-, I could definitely see it causing some sort of conflict and maybe creating some tension. And you, you do not want that on your team. You do not want that in the locker room. Who knows if it's true? There's a lot going on, but I mean, he is still the goat, even if he's 45 or whatever the heck he is. He doesn't age, basically, in my book. So he he's still going to do a really good job this year on offense. I think they do have a new head coach. That this one I don't know his name. Sorry, sorry, coach. I also don't. Sorry, coach. Didn't do the research, so uh, I have to. I would have to look him up. But they do have a new coach because their old coach retired. Uh, from head coaching. And then, obviously, the Cowboys, I touched a little bit on it. What? <laughs> I liked it. You said their old, their old head coach retired from coaching. But it, well, he's, well, he did uh, because he's he's working in, like, administrative stuff for that, them now. And when I said that back, that actually made all the sense in the world. So, my apologies. The <laughs> head coach you. retired from coaching. So, I don't know Thank why that was funny Get at the time. Get off my back, Robert. That actually made perfect sense. Uh, continue. My apologies. Yeah, he did retire just from coaching because he's working, That's I true. believe, in, like, a higher-up position for the Bucs. So, he didn't retire fully. Egg on my face. Pants yeah. on my ankles. <laughs> Egg on your face? Egg on my face, like you got me. Egg on my face. <laughs> You've never heard that saying? No, I've heard around. You caught me with my pants around my ankles, but yeah, I mean, egg on my face. Well, humpity dumpity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, I don't even know what I was saying, but I went a lot into the Cowboys' woes last week. I think of why I put them at second in the rankings in their division. I think that they, I don't know. It's hard to know with the Cowboys. A lot of times people think they're going to be great. They usually do okay during the regular season. They choke in the playoffs, as we've mentioned. We'll see what happens. I don't know that they have enough to come straight out of the gate with a win. So I have the Bucks and I have them at three. Humpity dumpity. Humpity dumpity. You have them at three. Humpity dumpity. Egg on my face. I got them at three. <laughs> pants, on, pants on my ankles. You got them at three. Well. I agree with everything you say, including that Bruce Arians, their coach, retired from coaching. Yeah, this is a repeat of the actual first game last year. I was in the beautiful state of North Carolina watching with you and Nick. So interesting that they have each other two years in a row to start the season. Last year, the Bucs won the game. I think this year is going to be no different. I 
really trusting the GOAT, apparently, because I have the Bucks winning this game, and I have them winning at six. So I doubled wow. you up. Humpity dumpity. I don't know why I want six. Humpity egg on your face for putting them at six. Yeah, mostly that's just surprising because the Cowboys do have a solid defense despite some of their issues in them trading away. I feel like they didn't really do anything this offseason to to make me believe they're going to be a better team overall. But they still do have a solid defense um, with Diggs, obviously. And as we've mentioned, Parson, not a great guy, but good football player, unfortunately. That's just the way the world works in football. Yep, that's exactly right. So, yeah. That's going to be a good game. Great Sunday night, Sunday night matchup to start of the season. So we'll have to talk about the uh, discrepancy there. Off air as always. Off air as always. We've got one more game we got to discuss on air. And that is Monday night, 8.15 p.m. Another huge headline storyline game. Russell Wilson, formerly of the Seattle Seahawks, who now plays for the Denver Broncos, is going back to his previous home to take on the Seahawks in Seattle. This is going to be one that people are just talking about all the time with him returning to take on his former coach, Pete Carroll. I don't think it's going to be as exciting as people maybe think. I mean, it's exciting for him to go back, but I don't think it's going to be necessarily a uh, 50-50 game. But anyways, you're, it's your analysis. I'll leave it to you. Excellent. Thank you for that uh, setup there. And all is true. But... I think you're getting ahead of yourself here, and I don't know if you thought that I forgot about the second second uh, you know, ad of the episode. But yeah, without further ado, um, I'd love for you to tell us about the second sponsor of this episode. Thank you very much. Well, I will tell you about the second sponsor, but I, I wasn't trying to make you forget, but you had the floor and then you gave it back to me, so I just moved right along to Monday. Well, appreciate it. <laughs> no, wait, what? No, I moved <laughs> along to Monday because I was I wasn't trying to avoid the sponsorship, but you had the floor and you you gave it back. So Oh, I guess I didn't realize I gave it back. Well, I'm taking it back and then giving <laughs> it back to you for sponsor numero dos. Okay, thank you. And also while I was doing that, I was just buying myself some time. So the the sponsor, the second sponsor of the first NFL week making waves episode is brought to you by newer microphones. If you've got your own podcast show, get a newer microphone. <laughs> oh my gosh, that worked out really well. That did work did out you, really well. <laughs> how the heck did you end up rhyming that? Dang I don't it. know, but I realized was it was really going to rhyme, which is why I started turning it into a song. <laughs> hey, that's a pretty catchy jingle. I wouldn't be surprised if Newer starts using that as their actual jingle. And for all the folks back home listening, I was giving Mac a little bit of a little bit of a hard time last week because I'm like, man, I need to start doing what you do because she always elongates the the heading into her ad to give herself like the the maximum amount of time. And that one was no different, and it ended up working out. So hey, look at that's that. what you got to do. Look at <laughs> it that. usually does not work out well for me, but hey, well, it, it worked. I got a nice little slant rhyme in there. That might have been your best one yet. Thank you, newer microphones. Yeah, good. See, I, my creativity, your voice, we'd be making buka box. I could not agree more. And speaking of voices, speaking of Sierra, the wife of Russell Wilson, look at that. Am I the new, uh, am I the new transition king? Because on to the game. That was awesome. Wow, we got that was Broncos. a great transition. Thank you. Shout out, Sierra. You are the best other than Dua Lipa, of course. But without further ado, we got Broncos. We got Seahawks. It's Monday Night Football. Bum, 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 bum. First of the season. Yet another. Oh, actually, this is not a divisional game. This is just a West Coast game. AFC West versus NFC West. I don't have much to say about this game other than I know a lot of fans are going to still have their Wilson jerseys on as they should. Um, I'm sure he's going to get a huge ovation. He did not want to leave Seattle. It was a little bit of a messy breakup at the end of the season. Um, not his fault in the slightest, but they didn't treat him with the respect that he deserved for a guy that won them a Super Bowl championship and took them to another, um, also won or almost won them a second. He's got a lot of new shiny weapons with Sutton and Judy. Um, Javante Williams is going to have a breakout second season as their running back. And the Seahawks don't really have much. They've got DK, a.k.a. the Terminator, as their number one wide receiver. He doesn't have someone really to throw to him. Geno Smith, sorry, not sorry. I don't know if you're a starter caliber type quarterback. So I think the Broncos are going to march into 
Seattle, I think Russ is going to have a very happy homecoming. And I think the Broncos are going to cruise. I have them at a Baker's Dozen, a.k.a. 13. Okay. I have them slightly higher. I actually have them at my second most confident game of the week at 15. I think this is going to be no problem for Russ, just as you mentioned. And that is actually a wrap for week one. Woo! Wrap for week one. Ow. That was me. That was me clapping. Sorry. I hope that uh, transitioned well into the mic. I'm sure they can hear it very well. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, we are so excited for this week that goes without saying. Hope everybody enjoys this episode. Hope we have a lot of great things to talk about. Can't wait to talk about our main, our our wave maker of week one. And I hope I uh, am going to be the one that is saying that you have egg on your face after the Bears upset the Niners this weekend. We'll see what happens with that game and all the rest of them that we touched on with this podcast. We hope you all enjoy, and we will see you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.